BeastNet is brought to you by James Safety Services and in partnership with Beast OCR. Here we discuss all things OCR and fitness related, running, endurance, conditioning, rucking, and more. Welcome to BeastNet. Hey everybody out there in BeastNet land, Hammer here. And on today's episode of BeastNet, we're talking with Ashley Snitzer. So what uh, what first got you started into OCR? I, I love to start out with this question. That is probably the question I actually get asked. Them. Um, the I would well, say you, what really you probably got a really good rehearsal story. <laughs> Something like that. Um, well, what really got me into it was I was pregnant with my son, and I had gained a ton of weight. I had a very rough pregnancy. I um, developed a rare disease while I was pregnant. And so I was I was sedentary and I wasn't able to work out and really exercise. And so by the time I gave birth, I was close to 250 pounds, which I'm barely 5'3", so that's a lot of weight on someone my size. And so... Yeah. After I after I gave birth to my son, you know, I set a goal to to lose this weight and I wanted I wanted something to motivate me, something to work towards. So I was while I was sitting around recovering from my C section, I was watching documentaries and I saw this documentary about Spartan and obstacle course racing and I was like, These people are nuts, you know, why why did they put themselves through this? <laughs> and so after watching it, I'm like, you know, I want to see what this is all about. I want to experience this firsthand and know, like, why so many people love this. Like, why is it like a, why does this have a cult following? And so I signed up for my first race. Um, I used that as my motivation to lose the weight. And, you know, I was like, I, I'm going to do this race no matter what. I'm going to, I'm going to get there. And so I, I lost the weight in time, and I went to do my first race. And after that, I was just hooked. I was obsessed. I'm like, okay, so I, I see why people like this. Like, I could put myself through this over and over again. It, it sucks, but it's a good suck. So that, yeah. that, was, that was how it got started. So what was your first race? I, 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 I gather it was a Spartan since you had talked about you were researching that, and then you went into that. Yeah, it was a Spartan. I did a sprint, and it was in Chino, California, about almost two years ago. And it'll be two years oh. in March since I did my first race. Awesome. I'm sure that was a very fast two years. <laughs> it Yeah, it, it went by super quick. But at the same time, when, you know, people ask me about racing and, you know, how long I've been doing this, it feels like forever at the same time because, I'm just like, wow, it's only been, you know, barely two years. I feel like this is something I've, you know, been passionate about, like, my whole life. Yeah, I can, I can see that. Uh, you know, when I, when I think about my, I can't really say it's been a race career, but, I mean, when I think about how, how long it's been since I did my first OCR, um, which was back in, I think, late 2015 or early 2016, um, and it was my, it was me, my now brother-in-law, um, and I think she was my girlfriend at the time. I don't even think we were engaged yet. And, um, we, we did a, uh, man, what was it? I think it was like a, a warrior dash, um, or a rugged maniac, one of those two. And I absolutely loved it. Um, and when I think back, it's only been maybe three, you know, two or three years, I, I want to say, two or three years. And it feels like I've been doing this for, you know, five, six years. I mean, so I totally, totally get it. Yeah, it's it's a very addicting sport for sure. There's so many oh. aspects to it that just draw you in and keep you coming back. Just the the race itself, of course, the community uh, being able to connect with so many other individuals and hear their background stories and it it brings oh, yeah. people from all walks of life together and I've never found another sport that really does that like OCR does. Yeah, and and right. I'm sure that you know if you've listened to plenty of the other episodes, um, that's one of the things that we always seem to kind of come back on. It's almost like our default topic of sorts. Um, you know, it's always, it always kind of reverts back to community and how 
you know, how tight knit we are, even if we don't even know each other, it, it's like we've known each other for forever. You know, we could go in and, and meet somebody, um, you know, and race alongside of somebody and meet them for the first time, you know, climbing up a hill or something. And then you just, you connect, you, you click with them. And then before you know it, you've got this, you know, really fantastic bond with each other. And then you're, you know, you're coordinating your meetups at other races and then, you know, your friendships are growing and, you know, and, and expanding and it's really awesome. I mean, it's, it's crazy how much OCR brings people together. And I never would have thought that getting into it years ago. I, you know, I was thinking, okay, this is a lot of fun. People are getting out here. They're being crazy. They're playing in mud and, and you know, they, they may be a little psycho because you know, who wants to play in mud for fun and, and crawl, crawl on rocks and, you know, and get hurt and, and risk injury. But, you know, within that sense of accomplishment, there's, there, there is that community, you know, you, when you help people out getting over obstacles that, you know, you know yourself, you're going to need help on. And, you know, you, I've met so many interesting and, and great people being out on the course. Um, and like I said, it's just, it all comes back to that. And I think that's my favorite aspect of OCR in general is just the, the community and the friendship and, just how much of a family feel I get from it. Exactly. I can agree with that. I have so many friends just all over the country and even the world now that I never would have met if it wasn't for this sport. And these are people, you know, I maybe met at a race once or twice and we talk, you know, every day or every week. And it's like we've known each other forever because we have this thing in common that just is so powerful and important to both of us in our lives and we can connect on that one aspect and that opens up so many other doors for you and you can just meet people with all different backgrounds and all different stories it's just it's amazing to me i've you know, I've heard so many stories of, you know, overcoming different things and people that are at different points in their life that are, you know, racing and doing this thing. And it's, I feel like OCR is one of those sports that is good for everyone. It's, there's people from every level can compete in OCR if they want to. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and, and like you kind of mentioned there, um, one of the other things I, I really like about it is, you know, the branching out, um, you know, getting into different dimensions of OCR, you know, whether it's, you know, like the um, endurance, you know, endurance stuff or, um, you know, maybe going out and doing rucking or, or something like that. It's, it's kind of interesting because I've met other people um, throughout the OCR community and they're introducing me to things that I never even would have thought of. You know, it's basically me finding OCR all over again, just in different ways, different aspects of it. And it's kind of cool because it's like this, it's like this rabbit hole. You just, you get so far in, you just, you can't get out and you just discover new things here and there, the further you go. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. There's so many different different brands, so many types of races. There's new obstacles you're always discovering and different, you know, yeah. race venues, race lengths. There's so many different variations of OCR, you know, there's there's sprints, there's hurricane heats. It's just crazy to me. There's so many different races that I haven't even begun to touch the surface of. It's just like you said, it's a rabbit hole. It feels like it's never ending. Yeah, exactly. So, um, another another question I've been um, I've been wanting to kind of introduce for a while. I think I've said it on one of the other um, one of the other episodes. But uh, do you have a particular obstacle, like one that's your favorite that you just you know that you're going to have so much fun on it, and you 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 know when you see it coming up, you're just like, oh, I'm going to crush this, and it's going to be awesome. Oh. Yeah, I would say I kind of do. Um, <laughs> it's uh, the rope climb. I love climbing. And <laughs> I... <laughs> really? I, <laughs> I don't know what it is about the rope climb. Uh, yeah, the, for me, it's, it's my nemesis because I struggle with upper body strength and grip strength. And those okay. are the two things that 
I've really started to re- like want to focus on. Um, I mean, I've got, I've got lower body strength. I mean, leg strength for days. Um, I can put yeah. my legs just beyond what I, you know, what I expect all the time, but my arms, yeah, not so much. Um, I've never really been that big into working out my upper body or my grip, you know, and, and it shows. And, you know, and I kind of, I can't, I guess I can't really say regret, um, you know, and it's just one of those things that you, you know, you don't fall, you know, you just don't fall into. And, and I didn't know that I was going to be so big into OCR that, you know, it was like, okay, I need to start training my upper body. Um, you know, it just wasn't something that I had known that I was going to get so deep into. And I've done, you know, I've done decent at a lot of these events. And now that I've, now that I've done decent and I want to do better, now it's time where I'm like, okay, I've definitely overcome some obstacles and that I've failed a lot in the past. Um, I know during this previous beast in Seattle, um, there were quite a few obstacles that um, I have just failed miserably every single time that I've been on it, um, or any of them really. Um, and some of those I actually, you know, I actually passed this time. And, and as a result of, you know, me training my upper body a little bit more and trying to get that extra workout in, you know, during my break at, at work. And so, um, you know, that's kind of helped me develop, you know, and improve where I need to improve. Um, but yes, the rope climb is definitely my nemesis. Um, it's, you know, it will probably be that the last obstacle that I tackle with, you know, like the upper body strength. Um, at least that's, that's my goal. I want to be able to do the rope climb. Um, and I know, I know a lot of people say that, um, you know, it, you know, especially with like your form, um, if you, you know, do certain ways of wrapping it around your feet and using your feet to pin the rope and, you know, using your lower body to push yourself up and all that. But for me, like I always myself concentrating on trying to hold on to this rope for dear life while, <laughs> while I'm trying to position my feet enough to get the rope, you know, to be able to push it up. And it's like, I just cannot focus hard enough to grip this rope. Um, but <laughs> You know, and it, it is fun. I, I enjoy trying it, um, but I know that that's one of those ones that I just have to, I really have to train on. And, and I think a lot of that, too, is the muscle memory portion. Once I get, like, the muscle memory portion of, of working on my feet and coordinating that with my hands, then I'm sure it will be a little bit easier. Yeah, I, for whatever reason, it's it's really weird to, not everyone, but a lot of people, but... I always do legless rope climbs, even when I'm racing. It's for me what it's just the fastest way for me to get up the rope. Whenever I try to do the the hooks with my feet and all that, I I get messed up. It takes time away from my climb. I just mm-hmm. jump really high. I jump halfway up the rope and I just do legless rope climbs and then I just slide all the way down and sprint off. It's always been like my go-to. But a lot of people, you know, they'll they'll tell me, no, 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 you know, you need to learn how to, you know, do the hooks with your feet properly and stuff like that. And I, I can understand why, you know, that's beneficial and stuff, and it'll save upper body strength. But for me, doing uh, legless rope climbs has always been the way to go. Yeah, I mean, if it gets you to the top of the rope, it gets you to the top of the rope. Yeah, exactly. So on on the other side of that, is there is there an obstacle that you absolutely despise? Hmm, despise. There was. <laughs> I wouldn't say that I despise it anymore. <laughs> um, the spear throw. So before yes. I got my own spears, I didn't really have a way to practice. And so every time I would do a race, you know, I would just kind of, you know, wing it. I would get up to the spear throw and... You know, I would give it my best shot, and, you know, I would say the majority of time I would miss it. But now that I have, you know, my own spears and I can practice, you know, every other day or so at my gym, I am, you know, not really – I wouldn't say that it's my nemesis anymore. It's it's something I look forward to as a, a challenge now. Yeah. 
Well, you know, practice. They they say practice makes perfect, but I say I usually tend to say practice makes. I mean, because we're never going to be perfect at anything, especially a spear throw. Um, that yeah. that too is one that I need to practice. I know we've we've practiced it plenty of times before over at um, over at pre Mike's, and um, we uh, and I, I don't know if they're like if they're built differently, like if if they're made out of a different type of broomstick handle or what, or like a shovel handle. But um, it's just kind of weird. Like, you get a feel for a certain type of spear, and then you go to the event, and like, there's something, like, a little off with it, and it just kind of gets into your head, you know? Um, yeah. The, the spear for me has definitely, yeah, it's definitely been one of those, one of those ones where um, I'm, I'm one for three in my Spartan career. I've only actually done three Spartan races, and um, so I did my trifecta this year. That was like a, that was a huge goal for me. So it's like, screw it. I'm going to do a trifecta this year. So during the super, I, yeah, during the super, I completely and totally like I flopped it. It was just way off target and nothing. Um, the sprint nailed it. I mean, it was just awesome. It was like, I'd been doing it for years. And, and <laughs> that's, then, that's a good yeah, thing. yeah. And I was like, you don't have to do burpees. Yay. Um, <laughs> So, so then during the beast, I get up there and I'm like, okay, I've, I've practiced this quite a bit. I'm going to get up here. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to get set. I'm going to find the balance point. I'm going to find my motion. You know, I get up there and I'm like, okay, do a couple of just, you know, not really practice, you know, but just kind of like aiming and gauging my throw and I throw it and way off to the left. And I'm like, really? <laughs> Seriously, I thought I had them. So off to do the burpees I go. Yeah, I I can't stand that. You know, when you when you get up there and you feel super confident and good about it, and then it's just way off. <laughs> and then it's like you just you know you walk over to the burpees like really, but yeah, I've I've definitely been there a few times. And now a word from our sponsors. Does your business need first aid, AED, OSHA, flagging, or other safety training? James Safety Services is your one-stop shop. Find them on Facebook today at James Safety Services WA and ask for a quote on hosting your training needs. And we're back. So, like, aside from Spartan, um, have you, I'm sure you've probably done, you know, like, Tough Mudders and stuff like that. I've actually never done a Tough Mudder. Um, I keep getting uh, invited. I need to do one at uh, some point. <laughs> oh, they are so much fun. They are so much yeah, fun. I, as much fun as I as much fun as I've had on a Spartan. I just yeah. did the tough month with Don and Mike um about a week and a half ago. And honestly I was I was dreading the whole thing because I knew you know, I yeah, sure, we were gonna do the five K, but I knew. I just knew that we were going to get electrocuted, and that was, oh that was Don's plan. Don, Don was—he's very sadistic. Um, you know, I gotta love him. He's my brother-in-law, so I, I can't really, can't really get rid of him. But um, yeah, he's very uh, sadistic when it comes to things like that. He wants to see people get—I wouldn't say hurt, but he just—he loves to make people uncomfortable sometimes, <laughs> especially when it comes to, you know, getting people outside of their comfort zone. And so we did this tough mutter. And, um, I, I just was like, no, I'm not, I don't want to do the electrical stuff. I just, I don't, I do not like electricity at all. And <clears throat> I mean, sure. I love the benefits of having electricity, but I just don't like getting shocked. And so <laughs> yeah. we get into the first, we get into the first obstacle with the, sh- you know, with the, the shocking stuff and we have to crawl and we're doing like this little crawl down an aisle and, um, They've got a volunteer there with like a stick, and she's pushing the wires into you. You're like, "What are you doing?" Like, I'm trying to avoid these wires, pushing them onto me. And you know, meanwhile, Don is loving it. He's behind Mike. Um, so the, the lineup through this aisle is Mike first. Um, he's dreading the whole thing, and the, the volunteer is just slapping him with this wire, uh, you know, electrocuting the crap out of him. And Don is loving it. He's he's like stand not really standing, but he's like up on his knees in the middle of the the aisle, and he's like dancing around, and he's like grabbing Mike's leg and pushing it over into the wires, and and I'm wow. I'm behind yeah, and I'm I'm behind Don, 
And so I'm like, okay, fine. They're going through it. I'm going to go through it. I'm not going to chicken out. Like there's all these people here watching. Like, so I get, you know, I get down and crawl underneath the little, uh, the little barrier thing that they had set up um, or the bar. And I get through there and like the first shock hit me and I was like, oh, really, that's not so bad. And, um, yeah. it, you know, and it really wasn't like, I don't know why I was dreading this. It's just, this isn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. My problem with the whole obstacle was the, was the rocks. I absolutely hate rocks on my knees and yeah. stuff like that. And I don't know, I don't know why I've never thought to bring like volleyball pants to, to crawl through the obstacles with, but I'm, I guarantee you I'm bringing those next time. Um, <laughs> and really the shock was not so bad. The problem was that um, starting out, there wasn't much contact with the wires. It, it kind of narrowed just a little as you went down the aisle. And um, the by the end of it, you know, there was all kinds of contacts, you know, touching my body. And then obviously, of course, the volunteer with the stick that's pushing the wire. Um, and I got this just tremendous shock that like jolted my whole body and i'm like okay i'm i'm done with this like i, I gotta get out of this thing so i just i crawled the rest of the way so that's just got out of it um some of the obstacles were really cool um my favorite i would say this you know to answer my own question from earlier my favorite obstacle of all time out of anything um is they had this thing it was called um the block nest monster and uh, you know, bear with me. I'm horrible at descriptions. Um, I'm going to try to describe it. So it's um, shoulder deep water. Now I'm six foot, six foot one on other scales, uh, but um, six foot, and the water is basically up to my neck. So anybody shorter than five foot ten is going to be like, oh gosh, I have to wade in this water and like hope I don't sink to the bottom. Um, and there's like a giant, like long block that's halfway submerged in the water and what it is is like you have to that you have to rotate it and as it rotates you know somebody will jump up and grab the edge and basically like the rotation of it will help kind of pull you up and over the actual the actual obstacle itself and once once you're actually on the you know the peak of the obstacle you transition your feet to where you're landing on the other side um or at least in the water on your feet and then once you know once you land you turn around and you jump up and you grab the the edge or the you know you grab the edge of it and you pull that way it starts hoisting people up over from the side that you just came up from and they have two of those in a row and i like i was like oh this is gonna suck this is gonna be the most horrible obstacle i'm never gonna get over this thing by far the best obstacle i've ever done in my life it was the coolest thing. Like, I didn't care that the water was super cold. I didn't care that it was yeah. super awkward getting over the top of this block. But it was awesome. Like, you would hoist yourself up and, like, transition to the other side and then spin around, grab the edge and pull, and other people would come up. And as other people were coming up, it was kind of fun because you had people that were, you know, they didn't know where you were at. So as they're coming up on the top of the block, they're blind to where you are until they actually get to the top of you know the obstacle itself so then they have to kind of adjust or you have to kind of adjust in order to not you know collide with each other so then it becomes almost this game of well i still have to help everybody but at the same time i have to i have to dodge all these people that are like sliding down this obstacle towards me and there were plenty of times where i almost caught it in the face with a couple of feet um i know one of the, the yeah, I know one of the, the girls was in our group um, during that tough mudder. I believe it's up in Nick Thomas. Um, she absolutely hates that obstacle because I believe she got kicked in the face. And I don't mean to laugh. Oh um, I've had that happen. Yeah, I, I've had that happen, and I know it sucks. Um, I mean, I had such a blast on it, and I, I, I really wish that, you know, she had a different experience on it. Um, yeah, she came out from that obstacle going, nope. I do not want to ever do that obstacle again. I hate it. But then again, she's also like, like five, seven, five, eight. So the water was really high for her. Um, and, um, and, and so it's just, it was a lot of fun. You know, honestly, I, I would totally, I would totally encourage getting on a tough butter. I mean, I know that 
I know a lot of people, um, like Mike, I know he's, he said, I don't know, maybe like 75 times during his last episode that he's uh, always has been a Spartan guy. And then, um, you know, but he's maybe kind of really getting into Tough Mudders now. He never wanted to do a Tough Mudder because of the electricity. And then, um, you know, but he did Spartan a lot and has done tons of them. And now he's like, man, I, nothing beats, you know, getting out there and, and pushing yourself during a Spartan and trying to be the best you that you can be. But in the Tough Mudder portion, um, it's like, it's not about the competition. It's just about getting out and having fun as a team, as a group, um, you know, hooking up with strangers and going through the course with them. And, and, and so he actually had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun. I know Don had fun, especially because myself and Mike got zapped a lot. Um, but, um, but yeah, I, I would definitely encourage, um, I would definitely encourage to talk it's, it's so much fun. It really is. Yeah. I definitely have to try one. It's on my list. I want to, I want to try a few different races. I haven't branched out too much from Spartan just yet, but I actually have a rugged maniac coming up next month that I'm excited to do. Yeah. Those are, I, I, I actually really like those. I think they're a lot of fun. Um, you know, that, like I said, that was kind of my, I don't remember if it was that or Warrior, but one of those was my, my introduction to OCR, and I loved it, even from the beginning. It's just, you know, they obviously um, are, I mean, they're obviously different from Spartan in, in a few ways, um, well, quite a few ways, but, um, but they're still a lot of fun. I mean, they really do, there are certain aspects of it that really challenge you. Um, you know, we did one, um, I think it was last year, like early last year, maybe, um, the hills were, I wouldn't say the hills. It was just the hill at the very beginning. It was like a mile or like a mile and a quarter, just straight up. I wouldn't say straight up, but it felt like it. I mean, it was just, you're like, God, is this hill ever going to end? And am I going to get to the top or what? And you just, you kind of had to like, just you know, bear through it and put your head down and just keep going and keep going until you got to the top. And by the time you yeah. got to the top, you were already past your you were already past your first mile, and you're like, oh, I don't know if I could do any more of this race. Um, you know, and the very first obstacle, right when you get to the top of that, you have to use your legs. You have to run and you have to jump, and you know, it's basically like the the A frame where you have to run and jump and like throw your legs up together and kind of get that foothold. There's like a foothold that's like five feet up or so, something like that. Yeah. So yeah, that that was. It was fun, but it was horrible just because the hill at the very beginning. Um, I, <clears throat> I mean, I'm sure it pales in comparison to Tahoe, but. Oh, gosh. <laughs> um, yeah, Tahoe. Wow. I'm still, I'm still recovering from Tahoe. Tahoe was definitely the most challenging race that I have been through so far in my OCR career by far. Um, Tahoe... I, I don't know if you know how I did in Tahoe, but I personally did not finish the race in Tahoe. I got pulled at mile four for hypothermia. So the four miles that I did do were pain. And I know a lot of my friends that are actually still recovering, uh, dealing with the aftermath of the weather. Uh, I think the yeah. weather was just a huge factor what made that race so challenging, you know, because it wasn't like there was a, you know, a bunch of obstacles, you know, people had never done before. It wasn't, you know, super long course. It was a beast distance. It was literally the weather. The weather is what gave people so many issues that particular race. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I was, so I was talking with Melissa Joyle, and she was telling me that the that the swim was just just mind-numbingly cold. Like, yeah, I couldn't imagine. I couldn't imagine, you know, <laughs> going through and swimming in like ice cold water, and just after that, you know, you get out, and then all of a sudden, hey, guess what? You know, eight foot wall. So, yeah, I mean, you know, you lose, you know, you lose all your feeling in the limbs, and you can't move your hands, and ugh. Oh yeah, it was it was brutal. I actually have a friend who um, he he suffered pretty bad from hypothermia out there after the swim. Uh, I believe that's where he was pulled, and you know he was 
delusional and he was basically having trouble walking and lost feeling in his hands and stuff like that and he went to the hospital and he's he's home now with his mom but he still doesn't really have use of his legs he tries to walk and he's got tremors and shaken and he's he's been in the hospital you know getting blood work and tests done and they can't they can't figure out what's wrong with him because he still doesn't really have full use of his legs. Wow, that is insane. Yeah. Like, I don't ever, I'm, you know, Don, I know you're going to listen to this episode. I'm glad, I'm glad we didn't go to Tahoe. Do you hear me? I'm glad. <laughs> we, were, we were set to go to Tahoe for media day on Thursday, um, the Thursday prior to the, the event. And... We had some, I had some scheduling conflicts with work and, it, you know, I was going to use some vacation days to do it. The problem was, is I couldn't get vacation approved early enough in the week to actually make it down for media day. And so Don was like, well, you know, yeah. we could still go down there and we can still do the race. And I'm like, yeah, you know, that's a possibility, but, you know, it's also a possibility. I could, I could just save those vacation days um, and it wouldn't be such a hassle with work. And I can get a little yeah. bit more time with my family. And so um, I'm really glad we didn't go because I do not do well with cold. I know everybody's yeah. before. The, the super in Seattle really sucked for me. Um, like you said, mile four, that was where I struggled, was mile four in the super. Um, hands yeah. and like elbows down to my, my hands and knees down to my toes. I couldn't feel anything. I was pacing back and forth, shivering, um, and I just said, screw it, I'm gonna keep going. Um, and, I, you know, there's there's a part of me that quit the day, but it's a bigger part of me that kept going. And I'm, um, <laughs> I mean, I'm glad I did, but I know based on that, had I gone to Tahoe and actually had to do a swim and get out of that, yeah. There's if there's people if there's been a lot of people that have been getting pulled dry I guarantee you I would have just pulled myself yeah. rather than like, you know what? I'm done with this. And you know, it was kind of an unexpected thing. I mean, you know, everybody got there and the you know, the weather had been nice the week prior. Um and then out of nowhere yeah. it's like, Oh hey, guess what? Snow yeah, even like a couple of days prior to the race, there were people out there, you know, walking around in shorts, and it was sunny, but it's like overnight, this freak snowstorm hit, you know? They they did the best they could with what they had and the time they had, and but at the same time, it was, you know, it was just challenging, especially, you know, having to do water obstacles. I, I myself didn't make it to the water obstacles, but from talking to people who did uh just the drop in like the ape hanger and the swim and stuff like that were just brutal and you know i can't even you know i can only imagine what they went through you know pushing themselves to that point and then you know having to having to stop because you know that swim or you know the water at the ape hanger took them out because it was just so cold and unbearable and their body couldn't you know that couldn't take it anymore yeah, yeah, and you know, and I mean, yeah, it's it's national championships. It's it's definitely going to be harder than most of the other ones. I mean, expect, like I said, it's it's national championships. Um, but yeah, I couldn't imagine, like you said, you know, some of the distances that you know you you fall from some of these obstacles or whatever, and then reintroduce yourself into that that freezing cold water. You're already you're already yeah. suffering enough from cold. And then you just dunk yourself yeah. right back in it. Oh yeah, for sure. I, I mean, there's there's people like I said, like my friend Noah, who is still suffering the the aftermath of that. He's he's probably the the worst case scenario that I've heard so far. But you know, plenty of people you know lost feeling temporarily in their their legs, their arms, whatever. But you know, they got it back. It went away. But I don't, you know. I don't know what's going on with him, and I can, I can only hope for the best. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, we all can, you know. And and you know, it's it's crazy that how the cold and how the just the environment affects people in different ways. 
And honestly, yeah. we, we all hope the best. We hope that, you know, we're wishing and hoping for a speedy recovery and that everything goes well. You know, because, you, you know, you don't yeah. want to see, you want to see the people recover from it and, and be able to actually overcome. And, you know, and it's like, especially if it's so close to you, um, you know, you just, you want to see them overcome it. And we're everybody, you know, everybody here, you know, on Beast OCR, everybody in BeastNet, you know, I, I'm sure I can definitely speak for every one of them and hoping that he recovers, you know, fully and he, he recovers very well. Um, because that's definitely something you don't want to, you know, you definitely don't want to get any complications from it. Um, so yeah, we're, we're all hoping that he, he recovers very, very well. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And I'm sure, you know, him and his mom and his family will all appreciate hearing that there's uh, a lot of people out there, you know, putting out prayers and positivity and good vibes and it's, you know, all over social media right now. So I'm sure they'll be yeah. happy to hear that you guys are supporting. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And now, a word from our sponsors. Do you like challenges that are fun, tough, and might use tacos? Head on over to BeastChallenge.com and check out our upcoming events, including Beast's 5K+, Plus, a combination of race and endurance event, and the Bucket Mile. Keep an eye on the Beast's OCR Facebook group for event gatherings. For more information, head on over to BeastChallenge.com and the Beast's OCR Facebook group. You'll be glad you did. And we're back. Next year, um, hopefully, um, we'll be able to get ourselves down to Tahoe, um, you know, in a timely manner. And that way, um, you know, I'm sure I'm sure you'll be down there again to redeem yourself. Redemption. <laughs> oh, of course. Okay. I will definitely be back. This is, this is not my last year in Tahoe. Oh yeah, um, you know, I and mean, we'll get to, you know, we'll get to be able to put a face to the name, and, you know, meet each other in person and whatnot, and you know, and meet Pretty Mike. I mean, if you haven't met him already, he's—I wouldn't say he's that pretty, but that's just his <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, that'll be great. Yeah, awesome. Um, so, um, any any shout-outs or uh, any promotions that uh, that you want to put out there? Um. Human Octane is big for me right now. They are absolutely my go-to apparel company. I wear them pretty much in every race. They are the best OCR apparel I've ever worn. And BJ Shoes, of course. BJ Shoes have saved my feet. I can't imagine running in any other shoe. They are just my go-to. So, Human Octane, BJ Shoes, they've got me covered as far as wardrobe, for sure. Awesome. Um, yeah, actually, I was looking at um, I was looking at one of your pictures on your Facebook page, and I actually really did like the um, I liked the logo for Human Octane that the red H that was actually pretty cool. I was like, man, I want one of those. Yeah. Yeah. They, um, oh my goodness. They make the the best like clothing. I everything I wear in my race is human octane. They I feel like it just saved me. Other other brands I've worn, you know, they'll rip, they'll tear, I'll, you know, be banged up and bruised. But whenever, you know, I wear human octane apparel, it's like I come away like almost scratch free. It's amazing. And they're you know, their clothes hold up through the, the tough obstacles. You get caught on you know the barbed wire. It's not gonna you know rip the seat of your pants off. Yeah. Yeah. See, and that's like I had a pair of um, tights, I guess, and <clears throat> and these these ones were like my favorite. And I was like, man, I I really enjoy wearing these during running. You know, they they're they're very um, I don't know, like they're very light. They they dry very quickly, and you know they keep me warm. So I'm like, I really love these tough mutter. Like it wasn't even the barbed wire. I don't even know what it was, um, but it, I think I, I think it was something really simple. We had to crawl, um, we had to crawl under like a net um, at one point, and I think it was just like a small rock that snagged it and ripped a huge hole in it. I was like, no, not my time. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll definitely. I'll, I'll have to check them out. 
and um, you know, and get myself some of those uh, some of those pants, and the, the tights. Absolutely. Yes. You, know? you um, will not regret it. Awesome. So, like, so other. I know you mentioned obviously DJ shoes. Um, Dawn and I had actually kind of talked about VJ shoes a little bit at the at the Tough Mudder. Um, now, have you used other shoes prior to discovering VJ shoes, or have you just used VJ the entire time? No, I actually I started off running in Innovate, and then uh, I right. switched to. You're using Innovate? Yeah, I'm using the. Um, I think it's Innovate Mud Claw Two. No, they're they're good shoes. There's no, nothing against Innovate. They, I would say, in comparison to VJ, they're probably the closest. Um, they feel similar, but they're they're not. VJs to me are much lighter. Um, they they feel like you're not wearing a shoe. Um, it's not like barefoot running, but like it's so comfortable you don't notice they're there. It's it's almost weird. <laughs> But no, I was I was in Innovates forever. I loved the way Innovates felt. But then, you know, I wanted to to branch out. I had heard, you know, good things about other brands like Saucony, Salomon. So, you know, I tried a few different brands before, you know, I tried uh BJ shoes. I, you know, heard all the pros were using them. I kept seeing all these ads and I was like, all right, you know, I want to see what these shoes are all about. You know, I want to test them out for myself and see what all the hype's about and, you know, see if it was just talk. And so I got a pair of the the VJ Maxes, and, oh, my goodness, they are just phenomenal. I I wouldn't go back to any other shoe after running in them. I I feel like I can, you know, run trails. I can – I feel comfortable using them on the treadmill, even though I know that's not what they're for. But they're just their shoe I can wear all the time, and they're just amazing. It's like I said, it feels like you're not wearing anything. Cool. Yeah, I'll I'll definitely have to um to try those out. My next shoe, I've got a I've got quite a couple. I mean, quite a few races on my Innovates, and I like I said, I like them. They're very easy to clean. Um, you know, that's probably my favorite part about them. Is they're so easy to clean. Um, yeah. And. Uh, for for me, I think what I struggle with with my shoes, and um, ultimately that's the reason I asked you, is because I'm planning for the future and I'm trying to get um, you know suggestions for uh, other gear in the future. Um, <clears throat> but I think my biggest problem with mine is just that I, I have really big feet. I'm you know um, I I think I have really big feet. I mean really it's only a size 13, but. Um, you know, I can't really say that I have huge feet. I know Benton wears like a size 16. Benton is my son. And yeah, I mean, Benton's like, I think he's like 18 or something. If he's even 18, I don't know. A phenomenal kid. He's, he's a really cool kid. Um, but he's got like size 16 shoes. And I'm like, man, this kid's like a teenage shack. It's crazy. Wow. Um, yeah. um, so I can I can only imagine how hard it is for him to have to find shoes. Um, it's hard yeah. enough for me to find shoes. It. So, <clears throat> um, but yeah, in mine I think mine just they kind of fit a little little too snug, and it's not that I'm yeah. tying them that tight. It's just that when I tie them, I still don't have very much lace left to be able to tie them, and they're still really snug. Um, so. Um, but yeah, that's kind of why I was why I was asking. I'm I'm in the middle of like planning for my future race calendar and stuff like that, and um, so I've really been kind of looking at. I you know posted the other day asking about suggestions for ankle wraps and braces and stuff because um, I just need I feel like I need a little bit more support in my ankles. Not that I have weak ankles, I probably do, but. Um, <laughs> If I feel like I mentally, you know, my peace of mind is there if I have, um, you know, ankle braces or, or at least some sort of wrap just to give myself some support. Um, so that's, it's funny uh, you mentioned yeah. the, the, that you have large feet because I'm the same way, but my feet are super wide. I've always had to buy men's running shoes. I, women have always been way too snug on me. And so I was a little hesitant when I, when I started, you know, using BJ shoes, I was, I, I got these shoes. I heard that, you know, they, they're certain models run narrow because they're, 
European, and I was like, okay, I'll, I'll give them a shot. And so I got the VJ Maxes, which are supposed to cater to people with, you know, larger feet, wide feet. And so at first when I put them on, they were, they were a little snug, probably for the first, you know, couple runs. But after that, they loosened up, and it's like, wow. Like, I did not know that they could make a shoe so comfortable for someone with such a fat foot like mine. Like, my foot is huge, at least in my opinion. But I love that about like, BJ shoes. Like, that they, like, like platypus or like a beaver tail or something. It's just wide out Yeah, seriously. <laughs> That's how I feel. Like, it's always been hard for me to find running shoes. Like, I would have to, you know, size up and, you know, get men's shoes, and I'm like, oh, these aren't cute, you know, these are, they, I mean, they do the job, but I love BJ shoes for that reason, you know, they, they look good, they feel good, you know, my foot after, you know, running a beast race doesn't hate me, it's great. Well, that's like Don, he, he tried out these new shoes, um, I don't even know what brand they are, and I know he'll text me after he, he'll, after he listens to this, um, but he tried out some new shoes during the Tough Mudder. And um, mm-hmm. they were like the, the like the, the toe shoes, and they had grip and stuff for trail running and stuff. And I thought they were kind of interesting. Um, I don't know if I could really <clears throat> like bring myself to wear toe shoes. Not that not that I think they're weird. They're kind of cool. Like when I first saw toe shoes, or or even just toe socks, I was like, that's kind of strange. But I don't know. I mean, yeah. I guess it could be okay. But he tried out these, you know, these toe shoes, and he was like, you know, honestly, they they feel really great. You know, he kind of had to, you know, get used to them and kind of adjust them, um, you know, as we went. And but after a while, he was like, you know, I I kind of really like them. And the only thing I could really think of was like, you know, I, I would feel like a reptile if I was running, and I would just feel like, like some sort of bipedal lizard, you know, just running through the trails and the woods and stuff. Like, look at me. So, <laughs> Um, I don't know if they had any cleats on them or not. I really didn't get that close to his reptile feet, but. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I've never but, tried them. Uh, I've, I've seen people wear them. I've heard of them, but I don't know. They just seem, they don't seem like my style. I feel like I would, I don't, I don't want things between my toes. It seems weird. <laughs> yeah. Well, and like, you know, teach their own. I mean, sorry, Don. I mean, you know, not everybody <laughs> likes reptile toe shoes, um, but uh, no, I, no, you know, I, yeah, I, I thought they were kind of. <laughs> I mean, if given the opportunity, I would probably try them out. But I mean, um, I just don't. I don't know. Like you said, I don't know how I would feel about just feeling things in between my toes and whatnot. I mean, it'd probably just be yeah. something I'd have to try and get used to. But, yeah, of course. Awesome. Well. Um, I guess uh, we'll go ahead and, and wrap it up. I um, I really uh, <clears throat> really had a great time doing this interview today. I was, um, I was you know I had such a long day at work and and nothing you know nothing really against against you at all. I, I just I really was not coming into this interview. I was just like, oh man, I just want to get this interview out of the way. I'm so tired. And um, oh, no. but now like it's like it's honestly like since we started talking, it's actually been kind of a breath of fresh air it's it's been actually very invigorating for me um it's given me some energy actually it's 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 always fun to get on here and 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 find somebody that you can that you can connect with and talk and actually have um conversation with and you know and and i wouldn't say that i've really had any um people that i've interviewed just yet where it's hard to get any content out of them I know it's going to happen one yeah. day. I know I'm just going to be like, you know, so tell me about your first race. And they're going to be like, yeah, it was fun. Oh, no. That's the worst. That, and would, be that gonna, would be yeah, Yeah. And then I'm going to have to, like, fish for content. Like, so what did you do? What was the first <laughs> obstacle? Was there mud? Was there mud? Did, and Mike loves to answer that one. I didn't know there was going to be mud here. Nobody said anything oh, about mud. Oh wow! Um, Mike, Mike's a funny guy. I don't, um, I don't know if you've ever if you've ever talked to Mike or seen Mike, but um, he's he's a funny guy. He's um, he does a lot of fun stuff. He's a comedian, um, like legit comedian. Um, I wouldn't say he's like famous. I mean, he's probably famous around or infamous around this area. 
Um, but he's actually, um, he does quite a bit of stand-up. He does quite a bit of stand-up and stuff, but he's just a funny guy. I, I absolutely love going on runs with this guy. Um, <clears throat> I like going on runs with you too, Don. Don't think that I don't like going on runs with you because um, you're a funny guy too. Um, but I just, I know that there's a lot of times where Mike just, he'll pop off with the weirdest things and you you, you love it. And so, <clears throat> um, but yeah. Um, it kind of goes, you know, it, I'm kind of reverting back to that, uh, that whole community thing. Um, I absolutely love the community and I love, um, talking with people about this because it, it gets me amped up. It really gives me energy to connect with somebody and talk. And I'm, I'm really glad that I got in here and actually did this interview today because it gave me the energy to kind of power through today. <clears throat> because I just <laughs> like I said I was not feeling it coming to the interview and was like uh, 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 I'm a zombie and now I'm I, I honestly feel, I honestly feel like pretty much fully refreshed it's it's awesome I love being able to connect with with people and get to hear their story and and share experiences and stuff like that so I really 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 want to thank you for that that's it's been awesome. Oh, yay. I'm so happy to hear that. I had so much fun talking. Yes, of course. Well, um, everybody out there in Beastnet land, um, you know, if you're still listening, um, which I'm sure many of you are, um, <laughs> it has been a fun experience uh, with Ashley today. Um, I encourage you guys to get out there and do more beasts. Um, get out there and do more sprints, more supers, all the Spartans. Do all the Spartans. Um, but do the tough ones too. Get out there and get electrocuted. Um, enjoy <laughs> oh that. Yeah, if you haven't, yeah, if, if you haven't done, get shocked. Get all the shocks. Um, but uh, yes, yeah, so once again, Ashley, thank you so much for being a part of this uh, BeastNet episode tonight. We look forward to talking to you in the future, and I absolutely look forward to um, maybe seeing you in future races besides Tahoe. And if nothing before that, then maybe we'll meet at Tahoe. And, uh, you know, and <clears throat> once again, pass on, you know, all of our blessings and all of our hopes and wishes uh, to your friend. And once again, we're really hoping for a, uh, a prompt recovery. And we just we want to be able to see you back out there and, and on your feet and racing again. Thank you so much. I appreciate you guys, and I appreciate all your kind words. And I know that Noah and his mom are going to be unbelievably grateful for that. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the BeastNet Podcast. If you haven't done it yet, find us on Facebook. Like and share the podcast. Give us a review on iTunes or Spotify. All these things will help to expand the show in the future. This show is brought to you by James Safety Services in partnership with Beast OCR. Don't forget to subscribe and let us know what you think and what you like to hear. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or at beastocr.com.